Our NBA draft coverage rolls on with another NBA draft profile and projection, this time talking about Baylor guard Jared Butler. Also, an updated workout list for the Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as a preview of what's to come this Friday. We're going to be talking to NBA draft prospects and so much more on a loaded episode of Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and editor-in-chief at thundersintentions.com, media member Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128, 405 362-7128. On today's show, we have another 2021 NBA draft profile and projection giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder draft pick. Today's prospect is brought to you by our Locked On NBA Live Draft Show. It's such a special event. We're going to get to that in just one second. But again, the prospect is Jared Butler, the guard out of Baylor. We also update you on who the Thunder have worked out recently, as well as talk about the upcoming event, starting today as we get to interview some NBA draft prospects. But the show, again, is brought to you by the live NBA draft show with the host NBA draft GOAT, Chad Ford, our Locked On NBA draft host, Raphael Barlow, our Locked On NBA host, John Corrales. We'll be live covering the draft this year for the NBA draft. It's the Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Bilt Bar, getting local experts like myself, for each and every pick, as well as Chad Ford, Raphael Barlow, and John Corrales. Live in studio, a studio production right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. How can you watch this, you might be asking. Well, go to the Lockdown NBA YouTube page. Go there right now. Subscribe, and that way you're ready for our live draft coverage July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, 6 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you're there. I'll be there with the Thunder as they make moves to go up, to go down, wherever they go in the NBA draft, as well as, of course, every selection throughout the process. Now, let's get into the Jared Butler NBA draft profile. He's 6'2", weighs a buck 93. He's 20 years old, of course, out of Baylor University. A sixth man of the year type of player who can stuff the stats sheet. That's a tough tongue twister. And help a contender right away. I wonder what his upside is going to be from that, and that's why it's more specifically for contenders with Jared Butler. But a stat sheet stuffer that can be a good bench piece for you is always going to be a good pick no matter where you're at in your franchise. I think personally he's going to be the best of the two Baylor guards. I, I think that I'd ha- I'd rather have Jared Butler over Davion Mitchell. Butler averages 16 points per game, nearly five assists per game, two steals per game, and shot 41% from beyond the arc. Sam Vecini, in his recent athletic mock draft, has the Thunder selecting him at pick 18. First, we've seen 
of Jared Butler getting selected by the Thunder. And really one of the first we've seen of Jared Butler getting into that teenish range. He's usually 21, 22, 23, somewhere in that area of the draft. So a bit of a climb there for Jared Butler so far in this draft process. We start putting our final bows and touches on our big boards and our mock drafts. I'm going to give you a top 60 big board, my finalized top 60. No more changes. I put that bow on it yesterday. I'm going to release that on Saturday and Sunday on this podcast. Yes, you will get bonus episodes of this podcast. I promise them. I'm going to deliver them for this weekend, for next weekend, and we'll see what free agency brings about the next weekend for that. But we'll get them this weekend and next weekend. So you'll get that tomorrow, 1 through 30, uh, 30 through 60 on Sunday, and then Monday we'll be back with a regular scheduled programming for draft week. So what are the strengths and weaknesses of Jared Butler's game heading into the NBA? His first big strength for me is that he's a really good ball handler. It allows him to create space for himself and be a creator for himself, which goes back to that offensive production and the hope that he can be a very good bench player for your bench unit offensively. He can score off the dribble with ease. He's very fluid when handling the ball. He's also comfortable shooting on the move, you know, shooting leaning shots and shooting off the dribble and shooting going off of screens. Like that about his game a ton, this comfortability factor to me is one of the biggest selling points for Jared Butler. At 20 years old, he plays like a veteran at times, and you see him being able to pull up almost the moment he crosses half court. He's ready to go. He has that kind of range while shooting at a good clip, 41% from beyond the arc. I really enjoy what Jared Butler is able to do from his three-point shooting. But that playmaking, because of his ball handling ability because he can is is able to dribble around defenders. It also opens up passing opportunities and gets his teammates involved. You see a guy like James Bugnight, who I am just in, enthralled with. I'm enamored with James Bugnight. I will say he creates very, very well for himself. Butler's creation happens for himself and for others. Now, Jared Butler had a much better team around him as they won the national championship, a much better coach with him as Scott Drew is a solid college coach. And since he has a better coach, they had a better system. So better players, better team, better coach, better spacing, better offense, better everything. For Jared Butler, that helps a ton when it comes to creating for others. You you had to focus on Devon Mitchell a bit. I mean, you're talking about a, a team in Baylor who the opposition had two possible lottery picks and, and two first-round picks for sure in Butler and Mitchell that they had to deal with. And that's why they won a championship, and that's why you had this creation for others for Butler, but it was going to have good strength for him uh, in this upcoming draft. He's a really good defender too, which I think might be getting undersold a bit because of how much we talk about Davion Mitchell's defense. I'm not so sure the drop-off from Mitchell to Butler is that great on the defensive end. I believe in Butler's offensive ability way more. I think he's a much better offensive player than Davion Mitchell. And if the drop-off is very small defensively, and since effort's no issue with Butler, I think that there's no reason why you should have Mitchell above Butler. And spoiler alert, he will not be above Butler in my next big board. Because when you look at Jared Butler, he's going to try defensively. He's Since he's going to try, he's going to progress defensively as he gets coaching from NBA coaches and gets into NBA schemes and NBA's playing more of that kind of team-style defense. He's going to be put in better spots in the NBA defensively. And as a result, he'll get better. So he starts to negate that drop-off between Mitchell's defense and Butler's defense. And if and if Butler's offense is such a high watermark above Davion Mitchell, I'm not sure what Mitchell does better than Jared Butler. That's just my opinion on the matter. He's also grown as a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which allows him to grow his offensive arsenal and specifically 
helps him in situations like the Thunder where you have your lead and primary ball handler and you kind of want Shea to have another drive and kick option. Jared Butler, if he continues to progress the way that he has so far as a catch and shoot option, could be a very interesting target for the Thunder at 18. Although I'd still probably consider that a tad bit early for Davion Mitchell. The weaknesses of his game, it's simple. He struggles to finish at the rim. Shout out Tail Maldon and Lou Dort. They also struggle to finish at the rim. He's just not smart about when he takes contact at the rim, which does hurt his numbers in the sense of he will just try to put his entire body into a defender that's planted on the ground and has his arms vertically straight up and is not going to foul him. Therefore, he's taking the punishment of taking contact from a bigger player, but he's not getting the foul calls. And so we saw with Shea, when you get to the line, that elevates you as a score, that, that puts you in a, in a upper echelon. Wherever you start at, if you start at good, it puts you at great score. Start at bad, it puts you at decent score. Like it, it puts you up a peg, up a step as a score when you get to the line. If Jared Butler can be smarter about when he takes contact and when he avoids contact, it can do good for him to get to the line and then progress as a score and take another step for him. His size is a big concern, obviously. Um, finding a way to hide Jared Butler from being hunted in certain matchups, because I believe that Jared Butler can defend guards at a very high clip, but can NBA teams get him to switch on to bigger players and exploit him that way defensively? Offensively, the size is a concern when going to the rim. As we mentioned before, he takes contact, but does not get found when taking contact because he's not very smart. But when he takes contact, now that changes in the NBA. I believe that this can be kind of twisted into an advantage for him because he seeks out contact and he can take contact whenever it's an NBA center hitting him and not a guy from east-west directional state, uh, the contact will look different and, and refs will get fooled by it and put him on the line more, which again, unlocks a new level of scoring for uh, Jared Butler. So that's kind of where I have his game at right now. Not going to be an elite great player, but it's going to be a very good one. And I, and I really enjoy what he brings to the table. We're going to talk about where he's available in mock drafts and in big boards. We'll talk about his ceiling and his floor, his NBA comp, and his fit with the Thunder all coming up, as well as an updated workout list and the schedule for the pre-draft media workouts and I mean, it's just a pre-draft media interviews with these draft prospects. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info on the sports you, you care about the most, MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Guess what, folks? You can also bet on the Olympics. You can bet on anything at betonline.ag, including the NBA. I know the finals ended this week. We saw Giannis and the Bucks get a title. But that does not mean you stop betting on the league because they have prop bets. Where's Kawhi going to go? Where's Ben Simmons going to go? They have future championship odds. Who's going to win the next year's title? If you don't want to go look yourself... The Thunder have the worst odds to win the title next year. But, hey, put a dollar on it, see what happens. You never know. Go check it out. BetOnline.ag. Head over to the website right now or even use your mobile device and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Again, promo code LOCKEDON gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. 
I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I'll be tweeting out all of the draft interviews with these prospects today and on draft night and from the future on there for who the Thunder select. Now, let's get back into the show with Jared Butler's availability. Where is he going in mock drafts? Well, he kind of has a wide range of, of, you know, evaluations. The Ringer at 27, ESPN at 24, The Athletic at 31, Bleach Report at 21, CBS at 25, NBC at 30, Draftnet at 33, Tankathon at 24, and then my big board, he's at 17. As a little spoiler for you for this upcoming weekend, he got moved up to 17 for me. So you can see anywhere from 17, I'm actually the highest on him uh, than any other outlet that we were talking about right here. Anywhere from 17 to 33. I think that it would be silly to see him fall the first round, but there's always at least one player. There's always at least one player who pre-draft is supposed to be a surefire first round pick that falls and that slips and that goes in the second round and is viewed as a steal. So this could be uh, Jared Butler in this draft. I don't think it will be, but it could be. Uh, so I think that it'll go in the first round, late first round, He's kind of in that awkward stage. Well, I know that Sam Vecini mocked him to the Thunder at 18. As recently as this week, I think that he'll be in that awkward range for the Thunder where is it a reach stigma at 18? Probably, but he'll go 21 or he'll go 25. And what's the big difference at that point if you do like Jared Butler? There's no real sense of trading down either. It's just kind of an awkward spot for the Thunder to be in if they do like Jared Butler. His ceiling and his floor. It's not going to be fun. Like, this is not going to be a Cade Cunningham ceiling, something fun to talk about. To me, his ceiling on a bad team is a starting role. On a good team is a super sub, kind of go-to guy who sure could get spot starts depending on the matchup, but in reality is your sixth man and kind of is kind of what Dennis was with the Thunder in the bubble season where, yeah, he didn't start, but he closed a ton and he was in the critical moments of every game and he was a part of the core you looked at to help you win ball games. That's the ceiling to me for Jared Butler. Is that Dennis season we saw on the bubble season with Chris Paul and Shea and that fun, fun season. The floor, due to size concerns and wondering how he progresses defensively in the NBA, because we know defense will take a slight hit at least in the NBA, if not a larger drop-off in the NBA, because you're going to go play better athletes, you're going to go play better players, Depending on how much that drop-off is defensively, I could see him being a back-end-of-the-bench player. I think that his shooting keeps him in the league for a long time, though, and keeps him as a viable option uh, off the bench in the regular season, but maybe not a playoff player if he hits his floor. Now, likely, he will not hit his floor or his ceilings. He'll be somewhere in the middle of those two extremes, so probably a seventh man or so that makes a good contribution to an NBA organization. His future role with the Thunder. To me, he'll be a bench player again, next year, but but a bench player, super sub type of player long-term that can really help this Thunder second unit. Now, the roster impact. There's probably no roster impact with the Thunder and Jared Butler, as is the case with most prospects, but one thing that's very interesting is Ty Jerome. If you do draft Jared Butler, does that kind of become redundant with Ty Jerome as a kind of that bench go-to score and that bench three-point shooter who turns into a good playmaker because of how good he shoots a three-ball? Now, I personally... Rather have Ty Jerome. But when you look at the timeline in the sense of contract control, which is what timeline is, it's not age, it's contract control. You do reset the clock a bit for Jared Butler if you draft him right now, 
and you can ship off Ty Jerome, who's already eaten into a couple of years of that control. Now, I wouldn't do that. I love Ty Jerome. I think that Ty Jerome should be a mainstay on this rebuild. While he will not be the headliner, he will not be the, the starter, he will not be on the posters, Ty Jerome will be a player who heavily impacts winning in this organization long-term. So I'd keep Ty Jerome at, at any cost for the Thunder. However, if they do make this move, though, that's kind of the one area I could see being a bit redundant and a bit of a clash with this, with this move. Why the Thunder should take Jared Butler is because he's a good offensive player who's a valuable piece and can really progress if you can teach him how to play bigger than he is. You hear that phrase a ton. Can you teach him how to play bigger than his size actually is? I think he has the effort and the motor and the ability to. You just got to get it out of him. And with the Thunder, Mark's been great at getting, getting certain things out of players. He's been great at progressing players. It's why you hired Mark to develop players. He's great at it. He's phenomenal. And you saw last year, no matter what happened in that season, no fans the entire year at home. COVID canceling a couple games. Players getting injured. Players getting shut down. Losing a bajillion games. No matter what happened last year, one thing you can say about the Thunder, which you cannot say about many, if any, teams who had as bad of a season last year record-wise as the Thunder, they never lacked effort, they never lacked intensity, they never lacked that try-hard factor. And they all progressed throughout the year. Every player took a step forward incrementally as the year went on. Now, will that always happen? No, it's a one-year sample size. But the fact that it happened in that season should give you a ton of credit from Mark moving forward and as you put the future in his hands to develop your next wave of players who you want to have a long-lasting impact and get you back to relevancy, get you back to the playoffs, get you back to championship-level competition. So if if you're going to have a project, you might as well hand that over to Mark right now. And that could be be Jared Butler. Why the Thunder should not take him? Look, if if you agree with me, and you don't have to, that, that Butler's ceiling is a super sub, awesome sixth man. Could you not find a higher ceiling than that at 18? We don't know yet how the big board shakes out. There'll be a surprise. Somebody will be available in the mid to late first round that we did not expect to be available. Could you not find a better ceiling than that? A guy you look at and say, you know what? With the right coaching, which we think we have in Mark, that guy could be a starter. At least that guy could be a star, an all-star, a a solidified NBA starter. Could you not find that kind of ceiling at 18-16? If you keep all three picks, which is very unlikely. I think you could. I think that's kind of the swaying factor against the Thunder taking him. But I think that Jared Butler will be a very impactful player in the NBA right away. And he'll be a player who kind of makes an all-rookie team or whatever because he's helping a competitive team right now. The Lakers would be, it'd be awesome for them to take Jared Butler. That is a perfect fit to me with Jared Butler and the Lakers. And he'll get the Lakers bump of just playing for the Lakers gets you into the new conversation and new tier that you, should, that, that you shouldn't be on. But also he'll play very well and contribute contribute from day one. And that will get him a ton of rub as well as a contributor. That's the Jared Butler profile. Do you agree with me on Jared Butler? Do you, are you higher on him, lower on him than I am? What's your feelings on Jared Butler? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S? Well, 
Coming up, we're going to get into an updated workout list for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, talk about the schedule for today and this upcoming week's interviews with NBA draft prospects. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Built Bar has delicious flavors such as coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream option. It is incredible. You need to get it. It tastes exactly like cookies and cream. It tastes exactly like a candy bar, even though it's healthy for you. And it's a protein bar. It is phenomenal what these people do over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is so awesome. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carb. It's amazing flavors. They're tasty and they're healthy. If you do not want to trust me on my flavor recommendation of cookies and cream, what you can do as a life hack is order a mix box. The mix box will give you two of each flavor, and you can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you love the most. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off of your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. 15% off of your next order. Do not forget about our Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It features analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and analysis from the Odyssey NBA experts like Brian Scalabrini and former GM Ryan McDonough. Our local NBA draft experts will select for their team and make trades for their team that they control. I control the Thunder, of course, as host of Locked On Thunder. I made trades. I made picks. Go listen to it right now. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked on Odyssey. You can see how I did in my mock draft. I want your feedback on it, but I will say the NBA experts at the table, Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, Ryan McDonough, Mavs Draft, Richard Barlow, they all gave me a huge, huge ovation. They loved it. They loved what I did. Go see if you love it too on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Odyssey. Now, I, I do want to dive into an updated list for the Thunder with the workout. It's interesting to note, though, this is not the full list. So the Pacers, for example, they send out to the media and to fans on social media uh, the, the list that they've worked out. They just give it to you. Here it is. We've worked out these players on these days. Uh, and then after their workout, they make those players available to the media in Indiana. The Thunder do not choose to do that, and I do not blame them at all. I, if I ran a team, I would do the exact same thing the Thunder do. I have, I have no idea why the Pacers allow this to happen. I have no idea why the Pacers are allowed the media to meet with them or why the Pacers allow this, these names to get out so freely because, to me, there's no incentive to. What's the point of telling everybody you're, you're interested in these players or that you're even talking to these players? On the flip side of that coin, though, uh, you know, the workouts do not mean as much as we think that they mean. But the Thunder do not do not choose to reveal their list, and I would not either if I was Sam Presti or the organization. This means, though, that this list is not complete. So if you see a missing name on here or, or you say, well, why haven't they talked to this guy at the top of the draft? They probably have, in all likelihood, but this list is only comprised from my sources that I talk to, uh, from asking players at the Combine, and also from players' social media accounts. So that's all this list is, from my sources that I have, from players at the Combine, and from players' social media. This is not the complete list whatsoever. So if there's a glaring name missing to you, they've likely talked to them, we just don't know about it yet. For example, at the Combine, James Bugnight uh, chose to not tell us that he it, who he's worked out with. I asked him, 
They didn't want to say, I respect that, just like I respect the Thunder not revealing their list. But there have been rumors of a possible dinner downtown with Sam Presti and Mark Dagnon with James Knight. Is that true? Who knows? But but we'll ask him again this week. I doubt that he says anything because of what he said at the Combine. But, but that's kind of where we're at with the workout list. And again, the workout list does not really mean the Thunder are very interested. It just means that they're having a touch point. You have to remember, when these players sign with teams and get drafted by teams, the Thunder can no longer contact them. It's considered tampering. So in a couple of years, when these guys have maybe a bad start to their career or they're made available, like Colin Sexton's available right now, like Marvin Bagley is available right now, the Thunder talking to these guys now allows you to make a better, well-informed decision later on. For example, if you talk to Marvin Bagley way back in his draft class and you know that from your interaction with him and from what you've heard about him, he's a great person, he's a down-to-earth guy, he's an awesome fellow, and you liked his workout with you, those are all factors that go into making a trade for Marvin Bagley now in the present day as we're seeing him on Twitter liking posts about wanting to not be a king. And it seems like for the last year, he's wanted to not be a king. It seems like for the last two years, his dad has been on Twitter not wanting him to be a king. You can kind of sift through that a little bit if you have just a, a slight touch point with him right now in the pre-draft process. That's more so the value of the pre-draft process more so than like, hey, we love this guy, we want to draft this guy because we worked him out. Now, there is some of that too, but mainly this is just touch points and mainly just kind of points of contact. Now, here's the list. Jalen Johnson from Duke, Keon Johnson from Tennessee, Isaiah Todd, of course, from the G League Knight, Sandro Mamu from Seton Hall, Austin Reeves from Oklahoma, Sharif Cooper, Auburn, Trey Murphy III, West Virginia, or I should say just Virginia, Matthew Hurt from Duke, Josh Primo from Alabama, Corey Kispert, from Gonzaga, Amir Sims from Clemson, Ao Dostmo from Illinois, Verns Blagenberg from Belgium, Chris Duarte from Oregon, EJ Onu from Shawnee State, Trey Mann, Brandon Rashal, Carlick Jones, Jaden Springer, Scotty Barnes, Jonathan Kaminga, Theron Hunt, Namis Quinta, Kai Jones, Bones Highland, and Moses Moody. Now, I did put this list on thundersintentions.com. You can go to thundersintentions.com. And I also put little blurbs and information about these players and their ties to the Thunder and how real I think that the interest is from the Thunder all on that website, thundersintentions.com. Go check that out right now. So the NBA draft, again, is right around the corner. We're going to have a live draft show, but it also means we get our final rounds of interviews with these prospects ahead of the draft. So that starts on Friday. The day today that you're listening to this podcast on, it starts today. It'll be a Zoom meeting. I'll be in every single one of them. So I'll be in all the Zoom meetings. It starts Friday. It'll also happen on Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday is only Jalen Suggs. Monday's another full slate. And here's the schedule for today, starting at 11.50 with Jonathan Kaminga, Josh Giddy follows suit, Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Evan Mobley. On Monday, we'll hear from Cam Thomas, Zaire Williams, Davion Mitchell, Jalen Green, Isaiah Jackson, Keon Johnson, James Booknight, Franz Wagner, Chris Duarte, Anthony Shingun, and Corey Kispert. And then on Tuesday, again, it's only Jalen Suggs. Then the draft is on July 29th, uh, and you can follow along on the Lockdown NBA YouTube page. I've been asked if this will be live streamed anywhere. Last year, they did not live stream it. Last year, what they did was we hopped in the Zoom, talked to these players, and we left and went to the other Zoom. And whenever we left, the NBA came in with a content creator of their own. That content creator made a one-on-one interview. That interview was posted to social media. Our interview with the prospect was posted to uh, 
media later on. So it was like a delayed thing. Maybe that afternoon or that evening was posted, but it was not live. So live, the way to get this information is by following me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you do not have Twitter, don't worry. If there's anything significant to come out of these, I'll post the clips on Locked on Thunder throughout the weekend and talk about them throughout the weekend if there's anything significant, although I'm not sure if there will be. But again, I'll be live tweeting all these press conferences starting today at 11.50 at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Even though Bugnight goes on Monday, I, I just do not expect his stance to change at all uh, about interviewing with the Thunder or any team. I think that he'll still keep that under wraps to the public. Behind the scenes, it seems like he's very, and his, and his agency is very, going, is very much going to keep this under wraps. I'd be surprised if he has that kind of a heel turn in that aspect of it. And again, I respect that a ton. Uh, Book Knight has been climbing up boards recently, as you know. But there are some names here that we could get more information on. I mean, could we hear about maybe a Giddy workout or, or maybe an Evan Mobley workout or whatever? There's some names that we're missing from our list publicly uh, that are not out there yet that we can ask these players about. But other than that, I'm, I'm not really sure what will come out of this interview process last year. Uh, there was just a few, like Tail Malvon, for example, uh, was somebody that late in the process we got to talk to, and he told us about his workout with the Thunder. Now, again, last year was kind of different, though, because we didn't have a combine. So, like, we kind of did everybody at one time right before the draft, so we got more information that way. The process is fun. It's interesting. It's my most fun thing to do. I, I love hopping in these Zooms and talking to these players and uh, getting to know them more, both regular season and postseason and you know, whatever, you know, combines, whatever it is. I love getting to talk with these guys. It's why I, I work with the Ignite team. I just love getting to know the people that we see on television. Hopefully, we get to do that a lot. Uh, for the next upcoming year. So it'll be a lot of fun. So if you're at all interested in these prospects and what they have to say, just follow me on Twitter. I'll let you know what they say at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-E-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Until tomorrow for a special Saturday episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, my big board one through 30, my final official never will be touched again. Big board one through 30 will be out tomorrow. on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure you check back for that. Be good and be good to one another.